Welcome, and thanks for joining me today on Mortgage Manager Playbook, a podcast for sales leaders who want to improve their team's sales performance and originate more loans. I'm Pat Sherlock, your host. Today's topic is such an important one, embracing CRA for increased production. I have the perfect expert, my great friend, Greg Schatz. Greg is National Sales Director at I Love Mortgage. Prior to that, he was with Plan at Home. He's had a long, successful career within mortgage banking, starting back in the days when I knew him back in Interfer. So hi, Greg. Good afternoon, Pat. Thanks for the uh, opportunity to come out and speak in front of your, uh, your team and your group. Well, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts because this is one of my passionate topics for sure. But before we jump into this, let's talk about how did you get into the world of mortgage lending? I guess I'm from the generation that never ever planned a career in the mortgage industry. <laughs> I, I've heard many folks talk about that and say that. And I had that same reaction where I kind of chuckled and said, yeah, that's me. I think that's something though, that we as, as an industry probably need to change. We should be excited about the mortgage industry. It is a very noble profession. And I think I would ask everybody to kind of maybe take a different stance on that and say, yeah, I, I, yes, I'm in the mortgage industry, but we, we need to think about how we can invite other folks into this industry and uh, expand it. So you fell into it. <laughs> I fell into it. Yeah. Right. Like everybody else. Yeah, I actually the... went to college for accounting. So I know some folks in finance probably are shuddering the thought that I actually went to college for col- uh, accounting, but anyway. Well, I was political science, so I understand perfectly. And so talk about, I mean, you're a national sales director. Talk about some of your challenges that you have in your position now. Well, that topic we could probably spend hours on. I think probably the biggest thing, you know, obviously, you know, pushing aside the the common issues that everybody's dealing with is, you know, staffing, cost to manufacture, loans today, and production. I think that the things that I'm trying to really focus on is developing different sales strategies for different generations. This is, you know, we're at a very unique time in our industry and our national economy where you have, what is it, four or five different generations that are coming together. And each generation, I think you need to understand uh, various profile, how to sell to them. So trying to spend a lot of time analyzing that. The other thing is, is that's really important to, to me is the human capital, not just, you know, hiring the right people, you know, diverse hiring, diverse sync is a real big proponent for me. And um, you don't change in the, any industry without having diverse thinking and folks that aren't afraid to raise their hand and ask why we do it this way. I'm very proud of the fact that I, when I recruit branches, I always ask this question. And before I agree to hire anybody is, I know what we're talking about as far as your job now, but what do you really want to do? How can I help you get to that next level? And, you know, it's not just lip service. It's to stay engaged. I know there's some folks that work for me now that are probably tired of me asking that, but uh, I continue to ask that. I think it's, I was very fortunate in my career to have people that not only mentored me, but exposed me to a lot of different vast spectrums of our industry. And I've learned a lot over the years. So uh, I think it's you know important for us to, in our positions to give back and make sure that we're asking people what do they want to do with their career. Well, I think that's a really great point. I'm glad you do that. In my view, not enough lenders and not enough leaders actually do that. So that's terrific. Talk about the issues that you think mortgage bankers should be addressing that are not. As I, as I mentioned, I think this, you know, understanding this different sales strategies and, and how do you build your business around the different generations is important, you know, 
going back to that point for just a moment, you know, you look at Gen Z, which is the first full digital generation, as they call it, mm-hmm. and the strategy technology solutions that are needed differ than, you know, the boomers, et cetera. So, and it's not just a technology support that's a big component of it, but, you know, there are different strategies that you need to deploy to be successful at on the production side. But the other issue, and one of, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about it uh, today is just CRA lending. I think it's a big issue for our, it continues to be. And as banks, traditional banks pull out of the uh, traditional retail environment, we are regulated and uh, we have gone through a couple of state audits where one of the first questions we are asked is tell us what you're doing about CRA. And I know the NBA and others have kind of wanted to separate uh, that we don't take deposits, but regardless, from a regulatory perspective, they are looking at that. So that's a we've kind of dealt with some other issues that have taken us away from our focus as a, as a, as an industry, and I think we need to get back on on that topic. Well, I think that's a great point that you are making, which I think really dovetail into your priorities that you have for your your group in 2024. What are some of the top two? Revenue discipline or revenue growth. Getting back to, uh, we've all made cuts, but at the end of the day, it's really about growing your way. And and as the industry retracts from from a total headcount to what 2024 will look like, is we just got to get back to, you know, expansion and and one of the, the it doesn't show up on my title, but one of the things that I really focus a lot on is, is business development for the distributive uh, retail group. How can I help them? grow with other products in or strategy. So we also want to you know, focus on, um, as I said, footprint expansion. Analyze been in business for 30 years, but uh, we want to expand outside of our general footprint. We've made some progress over the last two years. And then the other thing is just you know, continue to evolve the, 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 uh, the brand and build on the brand and brand awareness. Well, there's certainly really so true. Like six, six items, I think. I think. Well, that was, yeah. There's well, it's it's challenging year, and I'm glad to hear that you actually have some top priorities, uh, unlike maybe some other vendors that we talk to. So, talk to let's talk. Let's move into the topic for today, talking about CRA, especially as you are independent mortgage banker. Talk about the strategy from the standpoint you look at it as, and I know from conversations that I've had with you, is a really almost I want to say untapped, but a viable methodology that could increase production. And certainly that's a more positive view versus maybe some lenders look at it as something that they're forced to do. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess just a little bit of history about myself is I I always tell people that the first time home buyer is my first love of the industry because I can harken back to the time when my parents got their approval. I was fortunate enough uh, early on in my career to be a uh, director of the mortgage insurance fund for the state of New York mortgage agency, also known as Sunny May. And we were able to do some really interesting product back in the early nineties. We did, you know, some of the first 98% financing. My team was able to do the credit wrap credit insurance. And um, we were very successful with that, but, you know, we, we also put some stop gaps in to make sure that we were putting the borrowers in their best position. Cause at the end of the day, you know, we don't talk enough about sustainable home ownership. And that, you know, was something that we kind of focused on back uh, at Sunny May. And, you know, we continue to do that now. So 
And when we bring on various branches or we enter into different state markets that are new to us, first off, Allied has a long history with Sunny May, New Jersey housing, Pennsylvania housing. We, uh, we're not afraid to get involved in those programs. We just need to understand the metrics of the program and how they match up with uh, the branch, et cetera. But uh, so far, every uh, branch that I have opened, first things we do is get signed up with the state housing finance agency in that market and understand that. With the challenges for today's first-time home buyers with regards to down payment assistance uh, or the need thereof, you know, it's really important to get involved in those programs because some of them offer some really opportunities for borrowers that we can get into it. For example, last Last summer, Calafa, California Housing Finance Agency, rolled out a down payment assistance program where they, they advanced $300 million. We, we as an industry were able to get about 1,900 borrowers into homes with those down payment assistance that otherwise would not have made it. Uh, they're taking another swing at it again uh, this mm-hmm. year. So I, I think it's important for us not to shy away from those programs, to understand them and um, work within the parameters that they establish. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, I talked earlier about critical or diverse thinking. It's something that I, you know, kind of challenge my team on. You know, so we're working on some other things, our own things that we will be bringing to the marketplace. We're currently testing a couple different concepts that we built and having some success with it. But yeah, yeah we should not be afraid of CRA lending to tell you that regardless of what happens uh, trade perspectives, trade group perspectives, we need to do it. And we are going to be continue to be asked by state regulators what we're doing. And I, I will tell you that we went through that audit and we're, when we were able to share some things that our local branches were able to do, it, it was uh, well received. Well, that's an interesting and it, to- the topic that you're talking about from the standpoint that you obviously are committed to it and your lender is also. But as you well know, when you look at the loan officer level, a lot of loan officers don't want to do that product because they obviously are low loan amounts and our business is obviously commission-based. And so it becomes an issue that's difficult for sometimes at the field level. How do you address that? How do you handle that? Well, if they feel that way after last year, then they're probably in the wrong industry because where we're crying for production as an industry, I, I just, I couldn't support that, that thinking. If you don't understand uh, what we are trying to do and how wealth is created and one of the biggest opportunities for us to create wealth with our, our borrowers or are allowing our borrowers to create wealth, or as better said, is through home ownership. So mm-hmm. I will tell you with the, the appreciation of housing and the lack of inventory, you know, I'm sure in some markets, the values pricing is lower, but I would dare say their average loans, you know, whether they're during Fannie or Freddie or whatever the case may be, are also low. So it's just, um, if you look at it as an opportunity and you do it really well, you're going to open up other opportunities to market your, your yourself to friends of those folks that acquire a property and your first home. So that's kind of how we take it. I love to debate somebody that would have that challenge with that because they don't think they really belong in the industry. Well, I agree with you, but talk about this issue. So from a practical standpoint, it sounds like when you're recruiting, you're having these type of discussions during the recruiting process. Is that right? Absolutely. You want to find out how anybody, how the branches uh, 
performs, mm-hmm. how, what kind of, what's their mix of business. And obviously today it's a little bit easier. There's all kinds of information that we can acquire to validate things, but part of the human capital and making sure you're hiring, hiring the right people is key. There are, you know, some opportunities and we walked away. We just don't think it's a right fit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there are folks out there that want to focus on those larger loan amounts and that's great. But if you, I'm here to tell the industry that we're going to be called out for that if we're not careful. And I think we have to be engaged in helping the community. And it also goes to your branding. What, what brand are you trying to create? So when you look at, Greg, the loan officers that are successful in that area, what do they look like? Is this 100% of their business or is this something that's a significant part of their business? Is it something where, in other words, is a jumbo loan officer also doing it? And In other words, what, what is that profile that you see, especially since you have branches all over the country? Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mix. I mean, sometimes, you know, the market's also do bear some some resemblance of what they can do. Some of your state housing bond programs won't work in some of your high cost areas. We understand that. But they're typically are trying to expand their footprint themselves as a branch. So mm-hmm. again, I, I can just say from the last two folks uh, entities that I worked at, it was always a proponent of what we were trying to accomplish to, to mm-hmm. expand home ownership. So we we looked at these housing finance agencies as a vehicle to get us there. And so that leads to the next issue regarding the loan officers originating these types of loans. In your experience, just going back to my previous question, do you typically see the loan officer that is successful in CRA product? In other words, is it 50% of their business or is it just the 25%? What what normally is the, the best producers for you? It's probably somewhere in, you know, it's not a majority of their business, mm-hmm. but it's a, you know, probably 25, 40% okay. of their production is done mm-hmm. in that. And, and I'm, I'm throwing in your VA and your FHA financing in there as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would also say that it depends on the market as well, because some markets just don't, mm-hmm. uh, the sure. income calculations and purchase pricing calculations just don't work. So again, I don't want to, uh, if people are in those markets and they can't do the, the bond mm-hmm. programs, et cetera, I understand that. But what we have found is that uh, the folks that are very successful at it have a deep passion for it. And, you know, when you get into social media and whether it's influencers or whatever pathway you're using, there's a great correlation to other opportunities. I mean, uh, Pat, you know this from, you know, sure. the length in the business that you both and I share is that, you know, the NBA did some studies and, you know, you're going to come in contact of 100 people that are going to have somebody that they're going to know that needs a house in the course of our financing in a you know, 12-month period. And those numbers are, are somewhat stale, but it's still the concept of, you know, casting a wide net, you know, sure. talking to folks about about it. And you can help one or two people who never thought they were going to get into homeownership or certainly not now. And you, you work with them and get them across. It just opens up uh, other opportunities. So if you had to say to a lender, and certainly I, I think it's, you know, certainly not all lenders are like that, but when you look at a lender and you were having to say, look, these are the top three things you have to do to certainly make this a robust part of your production. What would you say that would be the three things? It sounds like number one has to be, it comes from the top. I think that's pretty clear. 
if the top senior management isn't really behind this, it will never happen. I think you would agree with that, right? Without a doubt. Leadership, leadership, leadership. You have to believe in the product and have a, an understanding that you can figure out how to make it work. So that's the most important thing. And then at the branch manager level, they have to believe in it as well. And I'll throw myself into that, you know, that scope of, you know, you have to not be afraid of it. And then you look further into see making sure that the branch has done it before. And some of them have, haven't done it. And, you know, sure. the, you know, as you know, in this industry, we, we sometimes carry fears that were accurate 20 years ago, but are no <laughs> longer accurate today. And yeah. a lot of these programs are Fannie, tied to Fannie Mae or FHA. So it's a similar type of underwriting. There may be some other nuances that, you know, the, the state housing agency, for example, targets. But again, I think if people are comfortable doing it, and you know, I've seen some branches that haven't done it in, you know, five years, and then, you know, over the last three, four years, they, they found a, a an envelope of uh, production and they really have worked it. So so I'm curious, Greg, from your viewpoint, and this ties together with one of my other passions that I have, is that in you, it's more likely that a newer loan officer will go into the first-time homebuyer market because they're more comfortable with that type of person and customer base. Is that something when you're not bringing new people into the industry, it does kind of go together? Is that your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's why, you know, when we talked earlier about the different generations that are out there today, Mm -hmm. you know, dealing with five different generations and, you know, getting into the strategies on how to be successful selling to them, but it's also understanding what their wants are. You'd be surprised that we still have some uh, folks in the uh, builder boomer generation or more appropriately the boomer that are going out to be their first time home buyer. They, they, they either had a career that they travel quite a bit, whatever the case may be, but you're still starting to see that. So again, diversity, diversity in thinking in your hiring practices. We're not going to affect change in this industry, which is an evolution unless we impact diverse thinking. Well, I have to have you come back and talk about that because I agree completely with it. We can't do the same old practices and expect that we're going to have different results. So, Greg, we only have a couple minutes left. Do you have a couple takeaways, like lessons learned from actually the CRA business that you would like to share with everyone? Well, it's just a matter of making sure your branches, uh, loan officers are committed to it. Are they doing community events? Are they uh, getting out in front of the public? You know, there are realtors that specialize also in this business. So you need to understand that and understand how to attract them. But don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it is, I think, the biggest takeaway that I would have. In that, in that same theme, I guess, of not being afraid of it is we as an industry will become regulated to become more of a player in it. As I said, when we go through state audits, and it may not be the first thing that a state auditor will ask, but within the first five minutes, they want to know what we're doing with regards to CRA lending. So it's it's at the state level now, and we will all be faced with it. And, you know, you're not going to, you know, you shouldn't be to a point where you have to scramble to put something together. If you can talk about what your branches are doing, whether it's community involvement. I mean, I have branches that are constantly going out and doing first-time uh, homeowner sessions. We have a couple other pilot programs, as I mentioned earlier, that we're working on to try to get in front of people that are preparing themselves for home ownership and how should they, how they should go about that. But I, I would just say, don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. 
and understand it. And when you do those sessions, you'll find out. I was at one recently, and you know, just talking to somebody, we ended up finding a uh, another uh, borrower that you know, had financing, but they were looking for something else. So you know, you're not always going to get get the first time home buyer. It, it, it does lend itself to other opportunities. So you just got to get in front of uh, people and, and talk to people. Well, I think it's really a smart strategy that you're talking about. In this world where everyone's looking for production, it seems really incredible that you're not focusing on it. So I'm glad you shared what worked with you. And I'm glad that you shared how important it is to you even personally, which I think is as fabulous. So Greg, I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom. And I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. You certainly can catch up on all our episodes by going to patsherlock.com and subscribe. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate the honor. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Manager Playbook. You can catch up on all our episodes by subscribing to receive each week a new show. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and team members. If you're looking to increase production, call me to discuss my prospecting sales training program, Ramping Up Realtor Referral Sources. Check out my website, www.patsherlock.com.